Hello everyone, hello everyone, welcome, welcome to the Grand Rising New Podcast that is the Black Circle, hosted by Ashanti Royal. Hi, good evening everybody. I'm just going to introduce what the Black Circle is and then we're going to go around the room and introduce ourselves. So the Black Circle is a platform for melanated people who are 30 plus, who have something to say. We might go into live recordings as well, but for now, we're just going to touch on some topics. I've invited you all here today because I think that you're all people who have strong opinions and are someone in the community that I look up to. So I just ask that we respect each other in this space, but at the same time, be vocal, be truthful and be your honest self. Okay? So I'm going to go around the room this this way. Who are you? Tell me about yourself. Uh, (laughs) Okay, uh, yeah, my name's Paul, uh, friends call me PJ, uh, originally brought up in Hackney, uh, 39 years old, currently in a relationship, uh, and I see myself as pro-black. Okay, cool. Moving on. Uh, uh, yeah, my name's Brian, um, I'm 40 years old, I grew up here in Latimer Road, Labrick Grove all my life, um, yeah, and... Um, Consider myself pro back as well. Uh, my name's John from Hackney, 38 years old. I've got a plethora of AKAs. <laughs> oh, knows my AKAs. I'm not going to go maybe from back on the podcast again. I'll say my AKAs. But yeah, I'm just here to hear what everyone's got to say and build with some nice people. Cool. <laughs> Hi, my name's Bashara. I live in a community. I'm 30 years old. Um, my children are family practitioner. And yeah, it's me up and talk and discuss. Topics. Okay, cool. Next. <laughs> Hi, I'm Priscilla from around the area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Doing the rest. That's doing the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Yeah. Next. Hi, I'm Kwon I'm from um, the other side of the High Road, Kensal Rise. Yeah. Um, I am a community activist, a youth advocate. Author of two books, um, amongst many other things. Great stuff. Okay, hi, my name is Rain. Um, I'm born and bred Grovite. Hi, hi, Community activist, um, a mum of two, and yeah, let's get it rolling. Okay, next. My name is Mr. Riggs, age unknown. Hi, I'm Makiba, 39, okay. live in Hackney, but originally from West London, yes. Labbert Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, I was previously working at a PRU, so I work with children a lot, um, ages 12 to 13. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, 12 to 17. And yeah, I've got a lot to say all the time. Okay, last but not least, my name is Rachel. I'm originally from Hackney, but I've been living in Grove for like 20 years. So you can say I'm from either or either. I'm a teacher. I'm a lady of science. I'm a gas engineer by trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a mother of two, so I have many things. I'm here to debate and put my opinions across. Hopefully nobody hates me for that. And that's that. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go in the deep end, yeah? So I'm going to throw out some questions to you. And um, shall I just roll with the first one? Yeah, my name's O, by the way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, this is my 
so sorry. Sorry, my life story will be in a book at some point. <laughs> Bookshelves 2023, somewhere. So, yeah, we we'll do this to him. Yeah, so this is, oh, this is my business partner, and um, we thought of the Black Circle together. I'm also a community activist, but anyway. So, the first question is As black people in 2019, why are we still accepting the word nigger to be used in our community, mm-hmm. i.e., music, slang, and friendship goods? Yeah, it is the N word, but let's be real. It's the word nigger. Why are we accepting this? Why are we okay with this? Or are we not okay with it? So this is the first question, and I want to ask, why are we accepting it? Go ahead. Uh, I honestly believe that um, that we thought that we accepted it for ourselves as some kind of reverse psychology, but we actually didn't. Mm-hmm. It was actually given to us so that um, so that we can, uh, in, a, in a certain way, keep up with the disrespect without us actually realising. Because one of, I believe, um, black people's greatest strengths are is that we're able to turn things in such a negative way into a positive light. I don't know how we do it, but you look at many simple words like bad, wicked. These are all negative words, do you understand? That we've managed to turn it into a positive. And if you say it in front of somebody else, they'll be totally confused why we're even using that word. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I mean? So I think it's just another way to keep us in this negative light because it's a negative energy that surrounds it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? If if anybody's in an argument, mm-hmm. if I'm in an argument with another brother, it's so easy for me to use the N-word when really? I'm arguing with him. Yeah, of course. If you're if you're frustrated and angry, you can use the N-word, but you would never use the word brother in an argument, if that makes any sense. Okay. So it shows you how... Uh, powerful the word actually is. I think that's very interesting. Personally, from a woman's perspective, I'm not going to call another woman mm. nigger. Mm. It's mm-hmm. just, it doesn't even come in my mind. Yeah, like, even wrong. if I'm angry with her, mm. I'm not going to call her you bitch ass anyway. Mm. Like, it just doesn't come out of me spiritually and I don't even, like the word annoys me personally. And more so if a European is using that word. I don't like it. But has anybody else got their opinion on it? Well, I do. Okay. Um, actually, like two things really. First of all, I mean, I thought within the UK, I mean, I'm obviously, I've not represented everyone from the UK, but I felt that it wasn't something that people were very comfortable with using. I had a friend, I had a cousin that came over here from Canada and he kept throwing that word around. And even white people felt uncomfortable with what he was saying. But then also as well, um, like I said, I teach students and I was teaching a student, um, I was sorry, I'm teaching a bunch of students, but one young white boy um, said um, that we bring racism on ourselves. Now, okay, he's white. He doesn't understand maybe how we feel as people, but at the same time as well, I felt it was my duty as a teacher to understand where his mindset is coming from because you can only correct ignorance or maybe educate ignorance if you understand where the person's coming from, yeah? Mm-hmm. First thing is not to just shut that person down and get upset with them. Okay, maybe other people have got another opinion on that, but sometimes as well, it's, it's you know, it's not necessarily the real true feelings of a person, it's their education at home, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I asked him and I said to him, well, why is it that you feel that way? And he said, it's because... You know, if you look at these videos and stuff like that, you've got other black guys going around calling other black guys niggers, blah, blah, blah. So he said from his point of view that he feels that they bring it on themselves 
They're calling each other that. So why are you expecting anyone else to think well, of you yeah. any differently? Yeah, I back that. I second that. However, I'm just saying, personally, I don't like the word. Personally, I wouldn't call anyone the word. Personally, it's uncomfortable for me to hear it mm-hmm. or say it. Mm-hmm. But this is coming from the opinion of somebody that is from out of the community that feels that we're bringing it upon ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when you use it in music... It's like knowing what that word means first and foremost. Because a lot of the children, a lot of the youngsters today, it's not even just youngsters that use it, so I can't even just direct it at them. But a lot of people might not know, like, the the hurt behind that word. Do you know what I mean? And I think that if we're using it in music and in songs, you know, some people sing it in songs as well, like, you know, maybe people around the table might sing it in songs and just say it unknowingly or, you know, it just rolls off their tongue. But if we're putting it in music... We can't then get offended when somebody else is singing that song with the lyrics that you put in it and it says that word. How can you get offended? So my thing is, is that if you don't want to be offended, then don't put that word in your song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't use that word. Because then that way you're not giving no one leeway to actually go and say, use that word themselves. As soon as you put it in a song, I feel like you're going to say, like, you're giving anybody that song put out there, sold. White people are buying your music. Black people are everybody. All people of different colour races are buying your music. Why can they not say that word if it's in the the album that they bought? You make a great point, and I want to touch on that, which is I feel like us as black people, we don't necessarily fully understand how powerful, influential we truly are. So the intention behind it was taking this thing out of it. But... From the time it got to the point where I'm I'm an artist, because again, it's most of the Americans that would do this, where I'm an artist and I might have been making music for a very small part of the world in my block for my peoples who happen to be black. But now I've got to the point where I'm in Madison Square Garden and the majority of the people who are watching aren't people from my block anymore. They're white. That's right. From that point, it should be for the artist to realise, oh, snap. Yeah. Because it goes back to, because I say this a lot of the students I teach, how would you feel if you was performing and white people saying the N-word back there with you? If you feel uncomfortable by that, you shouldn't say the word. Even (laughs) artists themselves feel uncomfortable. The big artists actually feel uncomfortable with the idea of white people saying it um, in a song. So for me, once you have understanding of how powerful you are, now the next part is, how responsible are you prepared to be with that power? And I feel like a lot of us have become irresponsible with our power. Maybe part of it is because we're not fully aware of how powerful we are. But finally, I think it's also because of people don't want to accept that someone can make a different life decision solely because of them. Because some people can't take that weight of responsibility. Rain, um, you was going to say something. Yeah, I think um, in the 90s, we had a very strong influence of you, of American in culture, whether it be dance, was music videos, the box, and just like an influx of American influences and raves, clubs and, clubs and everything. And I think R&B was like a really strong kind of musical, you know, explosion. Then we kind of had the the rap, and the rap wasn't as as influential as R&B, but as time went on, you know, as Paul said, it's like, you know, this word was just blew up and... We even started, I think, using it as a joke, like, you know, like, my in, in my in, you know, like, kind of like, you know, and then, like, as time goes on and whatever and whatnot, it's like the word just becomes even more and more 
mainstream. And I just think that if you actually understand history and you actually understand mm. what the word mm. and how it was used, yeah. I don't think that you would actually want to mm. even have that word as part of your vocabulary. Yeah. But in terms of like, um, I don't, I don't think the British are as bad as, as the Americans that are using it. But I do believe that in a, well, it's used as an endearing tone towards your brother or whatever and whatnot. But at the same time, it's um, when you think about the the lynchings and you think about all of these, you know, ills that were it bestowed upon, yeah. you know, African Americans, because mm. that is basically where yeah, it, it was from, made. Yeah. yeah, it came from and stuff. Mm. I think that when you actually understand the history and you've actually gone through American history, you wouldn't even want to visit America. Yeah. So with that, you don't really start use your vocabulary starts to, to smarten, and there are certain words that you just erase out of it and you just don't want to use anymore and for me I remember I was part of a group and I, and I actually used it but they kind of muted it out of any type of communication and um, that gave me a responsibility to not use that word again because there was you know a, a unified understanding that we're not going to use it mm-hmm. so from then I just stopped using it and I just detest the word I think it's disrespectful and I just think that it's um, just you know yeah. The people who do make sure you're sick of your yeah, exactly. Who, who put it in their music lyrics? They need enlightenment. That's yeah. what I do. But don't you think it's like a vibe that we've got going around? Is like you know, do as I say and not do as I do. Exactly. Well, the the, the guys had the N word. The females had the B word. Really, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Say my bitch was yeah, easy. But, one, but once again, it's not something that I've ever really chose. Naturally, to say to anyone because it ain't a natural thing. Yeah. No, but ask this question: Are we allowed to have freedom of speech? Yes. yes well, we no, are. that's what they say. No, 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 no. Yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. We are. Yeah. I'm just asking. I'm just gonna ask. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. But. No, but, but even still, profile, even British values, we are actually allowed to have freedom of speech. On the profile of all music, even up to video games, what age group does it have on them? Depends. Uh, depends on the content. Depends on the content. Most most things are violent or they, they talk aggressive or yeah. whatever. What is the the, the age? You know to your point, not, sorry, I was gonna say to your point, it's almost irrelevant because you could say eighteen. Yeah, exactly. seven years are playing yeah, Don't you find that it's us as parents or us as elders? That are the same people that are saying that we don't like this music is still going to go and buy that CD. Yeah, that child. Never, no, no, and no, and no. You can go to your children's Me, my child's got PG and 12. If she's even allowed 12. I'm adamant on that. On games? Yeah, on games, everything. My daughter ain't watching nothing that is not for her age. And if she's not trying to be before your age. No, even if I did have a son, it's the same thing that's running. That you said, what your quote, what you put to us was, is that you as adults are the same ones that say you can't listen to that and then buy it. So no, that's not necessarily true. Because I'm not a parent that doesn't do that. If she gets hold of that... No, no, you're one in a million. Yeah, okay. But listen... I'm still one that does it, though. We're still trying to understand your point. No, 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 because she wouldn't ever allow me to Okay. So um, it's gonna, I'm just going to leave it in into perspective, is that we have to look at the more of that margin of where it comes from and why in that region of that age group, of what the struggle they were going through to display these words in the first place. All right, so there's a perspective. I would say the word, the N word, I would say um, it's heavily laced in, in genetic trauma. 
Mm. Mm. All right, we're talking about Americanized language here. Mm. We're talking about a history of slavery. Mm. All right, we know the word was used usually when one of our children was being whipped by an overseer. Before they were being whipped, that word would be shouted out and then it would be a whip, right? Um, we also know that, um, let's say, young energy has a disregard for the English language, especially especially in our culture. We don't respect the English language. We flip it around. We make our own words, bad meaning good. Um, yeah, that's sick, as you, as you said. You know, so we don't really respect it. Even in the Caribbean, the slang, you know, you got, you got French and we made it patois. You got Jamaica and we just flipped the language around. So there's that in the mix as well. But... I think the word nigger is, is, is a, is a comfortable um, way of expressing self-hatred. That's why young people are chopping each other with swords yeah. on road. And possibly before they're doing that, they might be saying nigger. All right. So for me, uh, there's a book um, by June Degiri, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. I think a lot of that is laced into the language, as well as a disrespect for, a, a non-respect for the English language because... It's not our, we know genetically, it's not our language, it's not our tongue. So we just flip it around, blend it around and, you know, make the words so we understand it. And it's our own code that no one else understands. But it's used in a negative way. And um, the vibration and frequency of the communication of our young people, unfortunately, at the moment is very toxic. You know, it's not right, high vibration. from our generation, though. Mm-hmm. So as much as you say the vibration of the children are that, that now, it came from our age group. That's debatable. In my generation, I'm, I'm a first-generation hip-hop artist. You know, we signed a record deal, um, Cash Crew from around here, we battled them, etc. Ackland Village, mm-hmm. Subterranean, London Thank Rhyme Syndicate. Yeah, yeah. But me and my boys, it was all about red, black and green. It was all about calling each other God. Remember, in America, in the 80s, no, but in America in the 80s, it was like, what's up, God? Yeah. Yeah, so we know that they flipped the music. We know we know they infiltrated the high vibration of our music and flipped it around to gangster rap. And we are we are we are still living the repercussions of that. Yeah. Therefore, the word nigger has been born as casual language. Sorry, because I wanted to say when you were saying that you know we need to look at ourselves. I think that what is society or these big guns out there, what are they putting out there? They're putting out there what they know is destructive to our people. Do you know what I mean? And they're not stopping those things. Just like with the things on the internet, they don't stop certain things like, you know, these jihadists and you see people getting their headshot. They control the internet. Why don't you stop this stuff? Do you know what I mean? They've got control in it. When they want to control things, they control it. When they don't, they don't. If it works in their favour and you're just destructive, you're killing each other and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, disrespecting each other, you know, they're causing civil war, they're going to continue to do that stuff. And this is one of their greatest tricks that they do. Society will keep keep on doing that. All right, the question is why do they do that? There's another book. I like to reference book, The ISIS Papers. Yes. All right. Um, Which says that there is a genetic fear of our culture being yeah. in a natural state. Why? Because we were here first on the yeah. planet. Yeah. And so it was in the beginning, so it shall be in the end. Mm-hmm. So there is it's genetic fear. We know, unfortunately, and it's scientific, this is not a, a racial statement, we know that some cultures are having high levels of infertility mm. while we are very fertile people. So 50, 100 years from now, it will be fear of a black planet. So yeah. there is a heavy concentration suppress to suppress our young people. Suppress our young people because they are the next generation. Yeah. Because 
on a natural course, things will go back to how they were in the beginning. Okay, maybe when people are using this word, they're not necessarily think on a, thinking of it in a negative way. I'm just like sort of like playing devil's advocate in that respect. Mm-hmm. But, you know, ever since, like, I'm just talking from my own experience from when you're young, like, it's almost like you see black as negative in general, yeah? So when I was young, just what well, you're, yeah, you're made to see. Like, my mum's white and my dad's black. So as I was growing up in the 80s, every time I saw a princess or someone beautiful on screen, it was always white. So I started growing up thinking to myself that, I mean, I obviously don't identify with these people. I don't look nothing like them. Well, some people might think that I do, but I don't. So that means that I must be naturally ugly. Mm. Also as well, I don't know if anybody watched the Disney programme Princess and the Frog. The Princess and the Frog, right? Every other princess that's come up, she's been a real princess. This one was a slave. Yeah. Yeah. This one was a slave and it was surrounded in voodoo. But they want us to think that when we come from kingdoms and empires, even before, we were the first royalty. But they will never show that. They got the ideology of queens from us. Civilization from us. Do you understand? But, but every other princess was a princess. Yes, and I hear that Cinderella was a princess. Cinderella was a princess. Every other princess had the whole film. So let me quickly, if I can just bring it back to what we was originally saying, and that is to why we are actually using the N word. Mm. And this is what people that are not in our in our uh, culture will ask: Why are you actually using it? Mm-hmm. And I've personally come to the conclusion that why we're actually using it is for two things. Our greatest strength is that we're trend setters. Mm. But our greatest weakness is that we're trend followers. So we're actually in the mix of both. We're capable of actually setting trends for the rest of the world to follow. Like, not only us as great trends, but we're also very weak at following trends that we shouldn't be following. So, Paul, can I ask you this question? So basically what you're saying is, yeah, that we're desensitising ourselves from the words, that when it is used negatively, that in a way it's no longer causing an offence. Is that... No, no, not at all. I'm just talking in the sense of, of, of a trend, like, and our strengths and weaknesses in trends. So, like I said, there's a lot of things well, that we, we can set trends. Like, for example, like, you can have diamonds. Diamonds has been about for years. But then, you know, we turned it into bling bling and then it, it became a thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, Paul, do you feel about. comfortable using the word? Do you I feel comfortable pers- hearing the word? I personally don't. No. I can, I, can I say, um, I, I have this question, I, I battle this in my head with this question. Mm. I don't like the word being used, but I have so much hip-hop CDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love hip hop, yeah. and I think should I throw those CDs away yes. and make a stand? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. Yeah. So, does anyone here have CDs or any music no. with the word nigger in it? Um, yes. So we have our own responsibility Biggie. to make a stand. <laughs> but I love Biggie. I love DMX. I love Biggie. I love even Tyler Crowley. He talks about there's one song on his first album called Reflection Eternal. He talks about old woman at the end, and she went from the word nigger to black, to afro, then all the way back to nigger again. So he talks about the full circle of the word being used. Mm. And he's one of my favourite rappers, and I, mm. and, I, and I think he even uses the word nigger. So recently, Jay-Z, not recently, about a year ago, two years ago, he let out the album, You're Still a Field Nigger, if yeah. you don't know that song. Yeah, yeah. Me and my partner went to the Beyonce concert. Now, he was, sing- he was, he was singing this song. Every, every white person in the crowd right. was standing there like this. Shook, because no, 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 no. it's... Yeah. Well, they shook the same. Shook. But I know when they're at home, it's a different story. But the thing is, I felt uncomfortable sitting there, being there, 
looking around, it was me and my partner in the VIP section. Everybody else was white around us. Or maybe like, maybe even a little subtle Latino mm. or something. Mm. And then he's singing, I'm a fi- you're still a field nigga or whatever. He's really getting into it. Some 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 in the crowd were like bopping to it or doing whatever, doing hand mm-hmm. signals. Mm-hmm. But I had to stop for the moment and pause and see what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. And I felt it was in. And mm-hmm. I felt like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Because they're buying it. And that album must have been like a number one or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for me... That word was just too, too easy. I know it's all about money and it was disturbing mm. my soul. Mm. And just to see the white people nodding their head, like not sure who's looking like, but to see the ones in the middle were going wild, but the ones that were around us were very conservative. And they were very, I don't know if it was a VIP section, but they were very like, okay, should we just stay still? There's two black people. It's because it was, it was, it was, it's, it's probably because it was a confined space. Well, the whole, whole concert was quiet, to be fair. The whole concert was quiet. Talking about the story of OJ. So obviously saying the N-word after every five seconds. What do you mean? If we looked at that, just that specific word, right? And just looked at music in general. Even if we went looked into forms of R and B, and we listened to the actual words and what they actually what meant they to the artist, mm. I don't think we'd be listening to anything exactly. if, yeah. if if we we had that thought That's process. Because because there's certain lyrics I can go into the old school old school um, R and B, and if you listen to the, some of the, some of the words that they're saying. <laughs> It goes in. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So let me ask you something out there. How many of you drive in your car and you can have your kids in the back of the car? A song comes on and it's reflecting the word nicker. Do you turn that song off or are you letting it play? I need to know this. All right, me personally, I'm going to answer this. See, like, music. My daughter can't say sexy and things like that in songs. She goes, um, and I know it, yeah? Because I'm not having that, Well, yeah? what happened this morning? What was um a child that was with us yeah. was singing, was it Keisha? Sexy. Oh, Keisha, Becky. 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 Yeah. And it was like, sexy. no, don't say that word. Oh, don't say that word. Like, I'm, not, I'm not on that. And we was like, the word yeah, sexy, you're eight years old. I don't rate that. That's but not happening. But he's not saying it because he understands the word sexy. He's just he's saying, saying it because it's the word. Like right. But what no, it is, it's no, like no, you no. said, that as a responsible adult, you're supposed to be there. I don't let my child sing them things. I don't. But, but if she sings it when she's away from me, then that's something else. But I'm talking about what I allow in my household, in my presence. That can't happen. But the thing is, how do we how do we, educate someone? If they... My child, you know, how disciplined I am, my child hears it somewhere else. How do I explain? It goes back to what you were saying previous before we was on air. You said about foundations. Exactly. Yeah, so then that's how you implement it. So what, what it is is that my daughter knows when certain songs come, she looks at me, she might, we could not be at home. We could be in a different but setting. She's aware of it. Yeah, she is aware of it. She's not stupid. She's a child. She knows what the word is. She knows that it's a bad word, yeah? So what it is is that she can, we could be in that setting. If, she, if I'm there... Her eyes will raise to me. We'll make eye contact because she knows. But what it is is about how you got your things set up with your own you. I'm and that's what it's about. So I know how mine is set up with my daughter. It's just, I'm old school, so I don't believe in this new age parenting. I'm old school. I just want to bounce off what you were saying in, in, in the context of children. So with my children, I mean, they're given that music at school, a certain narrative of music. But at home, I'm playing them James Brown. I'm playing them classical music. And I'm saying, you know, you got to be That's cultured. You got to expand. You got to expand your mind to different types of music. Exactly. So Hadar over there, he'll be like, I'm playing James Brown. He'd be like, Oh, Dad, no. <laughs> but then the next day, we going out. <laughs> You know, so it's going in. So what I'm saying is, I'm teaching, I'm teaching them a rounded view of music, so they can choose trap if they want. But listen to some classical, listen to some old school R&B that Granddad used to play. You know, just give them a rounded view. You know, like you can say the word, you can't say the word. It doesn't really bother to me because no one ain't gangster in this room. Because the fact is, what you just said was 
so important to this conversation, yeah? You have them CDs, you streaming Spotify, your favourite songs are saying, nigga, and you're still My listening God. to it. You ain't got no conviction in your words what you're saying. If you're still yeah. listening oh. to R. Kelly, if you're still <laughs> listening to James, James, wait, 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 hold on. James Brown, what were the words you just said? What were the words you just said with that James Brown song? Hit me. What was the other one? Sex machine. Ow! Hit me, ow! The fact is, what we need to do if you're really not what we need to do. Sorry, but what's it meant to be coming up with gangsta? Hold on, hold on, I'm telling you, this is just my this is when I say gangsta, I mean when you have conviction behind your your words. That's what I mean by gangsta. Okay. So if you mean what you say, I don't want to see no CDs. Yeah. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to come across your mind. I do not have a music collection, yeah? I'm not saying that anything I particularly did was great. <laughs> but I'm just saying I don't have a music collection, yeah? And also as well. My children listen to music that I would never dream of listening to. I don't even classify it as music. What is it? Yeah. But this is the thing, it's different to what it was when I was growing up in the 90s. Even though I'm an 80s baby, when we was growing up in the 90s, we did totally and solely depend upon what was being played in the house. That's another subject, because if I start telling you what my mum thought of my music and the things you said, you might want to turn up at our house. Yeah. Do you no. have the convictions behind your yes, words? Yes, I do. If, do I'm, if I'm playing, how about this? If I'm playing, I've got my phone out and I'm, I'm playing some, some music for you fine individuals mm-hmm. here, yeah, right? Thank you. And then, and then <laughs> we're listening to a Kanye West song and there's a few, there's a few N-words There's a few N-words. If you do not check me at that moment or... Welcome to this podcast as well. But so far we have a strong cast right now and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it.